everyone, and welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. I'm your host, Christy. We're going to start off with something I got in my email uh, recently from Nature's Garden. It was on zodiac signs and scents. Now, my experience with fragrances in the zodiac, uh, I noticed at a metaphysical store years ago, they had a fragrance for every uh, month. And it's kind of interesting that mine was dragon's blood. So potent, strong, pungent fragrance, like <clears throat> right there. And I noticed that the one that they, because they had, they have a fragrance listed for each uh, month. Like Aries was kind of funny. They've got, uh, uh, they basically, it's a really good article. It talks about um, the, the sign, like Aries is the first one listed there. Um, the symbol, the, 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 like it's the elemental part of it, like Aries being a fire sign, uh, talks about what they, uh, Aries typically are, are seen as. Um, uh, but then it also talks about, um, the fragrance notes that people that have the Aries fire, the sign of Aries, um, uh, really take to. So like in this case, it talks about Aries having florals, carnation, and rose, spices, pepper, ginger, tobacco, and coriander, and musks like amber and leather. Pretty interesting. So it goes into what kind of scent suggestions that they have. And of course, with Nature's Garden, they have tons of scents. So very interesting that they offer those options. So in the case of Aries, they have burgundy rose scent, um, which actually sounds really good. Uh, sweet orange and chili pepper. I have a bottle of that. Can't wait to use it one of these years. New car scent and tobacco caramel. I don't know about that. That mm -hmm, uh, I, I, I will reserve judgment because I have not smelled it yet. Uh, but I thought that was very interesting. So I'm going to post a link to their PDF file in the Soper Chat Facebook group. As well as in the com, actually no, I'll just post it in the comments so that you can take advantage of that. Should you have the desire, you know, maybe I'll throw it on the Sober Chef Facebook group too. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, this kind of transitions um, into. Um, I feel like I broke my rule, uh, where I said I wasn't going to buy fragrances. I had a good reason. I had to buy fragrances. I just recently purchased a couple of fragrances, only a couple, from Elements Bath and Body. Um, I'm going to be having the, my official wedding ceremony coming up, and two of my bridesmaids had unique fragrances uh, wish list items that I did not have. Um, one being Coco Mademoiselle Chanel kind of fragrance, and I'm like, yeah, I ain't buying the original. That's expensive. Um, and the other one wanted a peony and I didn't have either fragrance, of course. So I broke and I only got two ounce bottles. I think they're two ounce bottles. So I got two, two ounce bottles, not two, but one, two ounce bottle of each, um, so that I could make those fragrance, uh, make some, some items, some gifts for my bridesmaids from that. So Technically, I still haven't broke my rule um, because I'm not buying it for the business. It was buying it to make gifts for my bridesmaids. So I'm still seeing it as being on track. Um, and I'm, I'm resisting the urge to buy any more. Although soap making with Lisa is making it really hard because she's got a bunch of uh, fragrances listed on the uh, soaping auction. And I must resist, must sit on hands, not buy fragrances. Yeah must resist. Yes. Um, anywho, so, <laughs> uh, 
So I, that was me trying to stay honest and somebody going, hey, I saw that you weren't going to do that and you have these. What's up with that? Full disclosure, it, there was a purpose behind it and I was being good. I didn't buy any other fragrances that I'm aware of uh, as far as I know. I think so. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, kind of circling back, I wanted to mention something that I got an email from um, candlesandsupplies.net and I was kind of shocked by it, uh, but I do want to make sure that I mention it because I haven't seen this mentioned by any of the other soap suppliers. Uh, so I am, full disclosure, wanting to make sure everybody else is aware of this because, wow, it just floored me that if you buy packages, um, product that are over 50 pounds, UPS and FedEx are, they've implemented a $24 per package additional handling surcharge for any boxes that weigh over 50 pounds. Now, if you're somebody who uh, buys large quantities of oils and butters, like I do, I like to buy five gallon buckets. So it's like, ooh. Um, or if you buy large quantities of wax, if you make candles, basically anything that's going to be over 50 pounds, they're going to charge an additional $24 per package to deliver that to you. Now, there are some people that are able to basically work that into the cost of their product because it works out to be about 48 cents per pound um, if you go over the 50 pound mark. Um, so that's something that they may be able to uh, spread that cost into their products. There are some people that they they kind of resist the urge. I'm kind of like, oh, that's that's definitely tough. Um, I, I don't make enough product to warrant that additional expense. So in those kind of situations, it's trying to mitigate the cost involved. So let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, if you go over to the Sober's Chat Facebook group, post what your thoughts are with regards to that because it took effect December 29th so, of 2019. So I was kind of disappointed to hear that and it's something... On a good note, um, we're getting a, a finally getting a Costco here next year. Yay, happy, happy. Um, but it does impact my decision on whether or not I'm going to be able to afford to continue to purchase large quantity at some of the comp at some of the suppliers. So, and I imagine that's probably going to have some kind of impact with Wholesale Supplies Plus because they normally have the five dollar handling fee. Who knows what's going? I know it's like thirty dollars. If um, if you go over thirty dollars in um, purchases, shipping and handling is usually free with the five dollar handling charge. Um, so things like this, I mean, it's going to impact everybody. Um, so, what are your thoughts on that price increase from those? Now, of course. The post office is, it seems like they're notoriously every year raising their rates. They're going to be raising them again. Uh, so that's something where you kind of have to, it's like death and taxes. It's going to happen. Um, there's ways that you can mitigate that. Pirate ship is one way to mitigate it because you can take advantage of commercial shipping, which it works out with a box that's seven by seven by six, I believe, seven by six by six. I can't remember which one. Um, those boxes, you can get a decent amount of soaps in them. And it's only like 
what, eight bucks to ship. So that's something to take into consideration. Um, but yeah, let me know what your thoughts are with regards to that. That's kind of something you kind of have to wrap your head around to decide, mm, do I really need the five gallon buckets of oils and butters? Um, or would it be more beneficial to take a road trip? Yeah. Cause the place that I usually get my oils and butters, they allow you to pick up and I'm like, well, it's on the way to Salem, Massachusetts, so we can make a day out of it. So it wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. So <laughs> things to think about. Anywho, so with that kind of transitioning again, um, I mentioned before in a previous podcast that I had purchased some sweet paprika as well as the, um, what is it, the, the liquid stuff that they had to make a natural red. Well, as I mentioned before, we're having an official wedding ceremony, so that's coming up. So once that's out of the way, I can circle back and start focusing on that because I want to try to do a warm infusion with the sweet paprika oil um, and then give this a try because apparently with the liquid you don't need that much and I want to I want I really want to play with this. I got the the bottle of the of the capsaicin. I don't know if it's I'm saying it right with that. I know there's capsaicin, but this is capsaicin. Um and it only uses a little itty bitty bit, but I got it from uh, Germany and shipping was kind of a lot. So I was like, go big or go home. And I got a big bottle. I got the biggest bottle that they had of it. And that's all I got. So it'd be interesting to see. I think there were only three suppliers that I could find and they were all overseas. One was, I think in Poland, one was in Germany and I can't remember what the third one was. And all of them I had to use uh, translator, Google translate to be able to understand what it was. But thankfully the one that I purchased from, and I did, I do believe I put a, a link on the Soper Chat Facebook group for people to kind of take a look at, um, where I bought it from. Um, but yeah, so it only uses a little itty bitty bit, but I want to kind of play with it because the places, the two people that I saw that posted about the sweet paprika, they haven't come back and said, okay, it's been however many weeks and this is what it looks like now. So there's been no follow-up on it and I'm very curious. And of course, I know a lot of other people are wanting to go the natural route of coloring. Me, not so much. I'm, I'm good with coloring. Um, I could go either way. So this would just be one additional option for red, which of course, red always tends to be that elusive color for some strange reason. Either uh, you have a situation where uh, a pigment might bleed, which uh, I've had that happen. Uh, I got a new uh, trial by fire from uh, Nurture Soap, and I, also, I got the three um, colors from Mad Micas, and supposedly those don't bleed uh, in cold process soap, so that'd be a good thing. Uh, but it's nice to see how this would work, especially with trying it with other colors, maybe? That would be very interesting. Um, like, also using it with TD. Hmm. It'd be very interesting to see how that works out. Um, but yeah, so, and kind of talking about the uh, red, um, I still have some packets of Trial by Fire. Um, haven't done the, the uh, contest on it yet because I've only gotten like two entries. And entries, you might ask. So I have uh, a little thing going on the Super Chat Facebook group. I've got a couple of samples of Trial by Fire. I thought it'd be good to, to have a little contest with that. And you've got to show your meat soap. Meat soap? What meat soap? Well, it seems like it's a rite of passage. Um, you might have a soap seize or 
something will happen where you're trying to mix together a beautiful fragrance and somehow you end up with bacon. And somebody looks at it and goes, it smells nice, why does it look like bacon? Or spam. Or uh, a steak. Or some kind of meat product. And it's just like, yeah, that wasn't the intent. So if you have a meat soap, post a picture of it in the Soper's Chat Facebook group. That way, uh, you never know, you could get a, um, a free sample of the Trial by Fire from Nurture Soap so you can play with the red soaps and make more meat soap. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it'd be something nice to give it a try to. Uh, this is open to the United States and Void War prohibited, of course. Uh, I could try to do Canada because it's a light enough. I think it's like five grams, so it's not very heavy at all. Um, and I don't honestly know how that impacts uh, the Canadian uh, rules because I know last year they had some changes with the Canadian rules with regards to um, something similar to what they do over in the UK with assessments. So that's going to be the responsibility of the winner um, if you do happen to get it and uh, the planets align and I can ship it to Canada, one of the sample packets to Canada. You'll need to do due diligence to make sure that you're not going to encounter any issues with regards to the Canadian rules. All right. So that is the official word on that. Um, yeah. So uh, more as we get more entries in, um, there's not really a date on this because it's been, I think we only have two entries right now. And I love seeing them because, like, like I said, uh, meat soap seems to be a rite of passage. I had my meat soap. It was a strawberry fragrance. It was a pain in the butt. Of course, strawberry is one of those that it likes to say, hey, I'm going to ruin your life. And it's like, hey, I'm not going to use you ever again. So you'll end up with a bottle of strawberry and saying, don't touch that. I'm going to use it for something else besides soap because it's a pain in the butty. Booty. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's that. Anywho, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was something that kind of got my goat. Um, uh, it was on one of the soaping group pages. Um, somebody had posted in their blog about after a year of research, um, they felt cold process soap was too dangerous. And they went on to talk about how uh, it was not very imaginative to have to mix oils, butters, and lye together. Whereas melt and pour, you have to put in the melt, you melt down the melt and pour soap, add additives to it, and then pour it into a mold. And that somehow was way more creative than cold process soap. It was ridiculous. Um, and she then started, it seriously was like multi-level marketing. She then started touting her melt and pour soaps for $10 a bar for a four ounce bar. It was ridiculous. It's like, all right, number one, a year research does not an expert make. Uh, I've been in it for, since February of 2016 and I am by no means an expert. Uh, I don't think even if I had 20 years of, of hands-on with soap making, I would consider myself an expert. Um, that's one of those things where you're constantly learning. Um, and there's always something new coming out or to try or, um, happening. I mean, I'm constantly learning new things from people. Look at the, the sweet paprika. I mean, that one's still pretty high level up there with regards to the natural red. 
So that's one of those things where, oh, somebody tried it. That's looking pretty good. Like there's a, another person, if you look at making translucent soap, usually the standard of making translucent soap is using some type of alcohol. Well, they're working on a version of transparent soap that does not use alcohol. That was very interesting. They're still doing their uh, R&D. Perfectly understandable. And that's a key right there. If you're going to make soap, maybe eventually for sale, maybe for personal use, maybe for you know, friends and family, you always want to research. So you want to make sure you're not going to hurt anybody, especially yourself. Um, but for her to say that, you know, after a year's worth of research and didn't indicate what that research was, um, sounded kind of shallow. Uh, it sounded like a pitch to tout her wares and then to find out later that any soaper that commented on um, some of them were trying to be productive. Hey, you know, you shouldn't poo poo something you don't know a lot about. You know, you haven't taken some things into consideration. And then there's some people saying uh, you're a whack job. I don't know why you even bothered to say anything about this. Well, they she was deleting some of those posts and I think it was because she was trying to sell her wares. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, you know, individual results may vary, um, take what you want from it. Um, I noticed, however, um, she must've been inundated with people trying to educate slash correct slash belittle slash 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 slash. Um, she, took down her blog post. Um, I think she, the comments that she made really kind of offended a lot of people and either A, um, she didn't realize the, the impact she was going to have on the soap making community or B, um, she may have been nervous and getting hate mail and decided it was not worth it and pulled her, her, her blog down. Um, either way, that's something to take into consideration when you post about things like that. But to, to say, you know, the statements that she made almost like an expert after a year of research and not indicating her research, um, was kind of hostile and, and really inappropriate. And I can understand wanting to be able to sell what you make, but to try to sell it through scare tactic, not cool. Um, if anything, I always try to look at things from an open mind. I am not going to know everything. Um, there will be somebody that will correct me uh, and say, hey, you know, this is the information I have about that. What you said was this. This is what is the evidence supporting the contrary. And I'll accept it. If you're just going to say, hey, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. No, that's not acceptable. Um Poo-pooing somebody because they're of their ignorance is, is not a good thing. I will never condone that. Um, if you're going to provide information to say, you know what, maybe you don't have the whole story or um, I have evidence to the contrary here. Um, if the person takes it, great. If the person doesn't take it, oh well. I mean, you've done your due diligence for them to come back and, and try to do scare tactics to sell a bar of soap. Not cool. Um, as I mentioned before, but so 
ultimately, I mean, that's me, basically me on my soapbox. Uh, honestly, nothing bad against her. I mean, she's doing what she knows how to do the best way that she knows how. If her experience with cells involves scare tactics, it sounds to me like maybe she learned that from a different source. Maybe she was selling through multi-level marketing and they said, hey, scare tactics work great. They don't, but you know what? That's what she was taught. Uh, I would hope that she's open enough to look at alternatives. Uh, and maybe in the in that frame of mind, she, if she looked at alternatives, she might sell more soap. And we could all help each other out. That's what the community is here for. So poo-pooing the community, not good. That will earn you very bad marks there. Um, but working with the community, always a good thing. Ask questions. Um, post progress. Um, the big thing is if you experience something that you've never experienced before, uh, the community is great for that. Uh, I've asked multiple questions and there are some great people out there that respond. Um, and of course, if, for example, you go to a Facebook group and there's tons of them out there, Saponification Nation, Soaping and Business Coaching, uh, Soaping 101, one that's called Soap Making, um, Happy Soapers Group. I mean, there's tons out there. And I'm on, I try to, to join as many as I possibly can because there's always an opportunity to learn. There's always an opportunity to share knowledge. Um, I pay attention to a lot of the information that a lot of people post because it's very good information and sharing is caring. So that's something I, I kind of, I know I jumped on the soapbox for that one for a while, but it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I read that and it seemed like all she was doing was scaring people. Don't use cold process soap. Use my melt and pour soap for $10 a bar. Yeah, that was not cool. All right. So that's me off my soapbox now. Um, anywho, um, if you have an opportunity and a desire to, um, there is a, and, and you've got some money to burn. Um, there is, a, I kind of wanted to mention this. There's a, um, Soapers auction type group um, that's available and I'll post a link in there uh, in the comments so that you can go to it um, and it's called the, the candle and soap makers auction yes it is enabling yes it is addicting yes I'm trying to avoid it because Lisa Higgins is driving me crazy with all these cool deals that she's got going on in there um, and there's somebody selling old med mica fragrance oils and I'm like, sit on hands, don't bid, don't bid. Yeah, very hard to resist, but, um, uh, I will post a link. Um, uh, there's some rules you have to adhere to. Um, there's some really cool stuff that I need to stop paying attention to because I will run the risk of breaking my promise to myself to not buy any fragrance oils, <laughs> except for once a year. And I'm still deciding when that once a year is going to be. Yeah. And I, to kind of get around that, I write myself lists. I'm like, oh, I'll buy that when I do my once a year purchase. And then I forget about it. And I'm like, that kind of might be a good thing because, wow, sometimes you just like, oh, I forgot I bought that. Oh, I forgot I bought that. Yeah, I think I, I've found so far that I have four or five bottles of Sex Bomb. 
Um, and I didn't even know I bought two of them. So it's just like, uh, yeah, I like Sex Mom. It's a really good fragrance, but I didn't realize I bought that many. <laughs> so <laughs> just a warning for you. Um, now, if you have a situation where you only have maybe one or two bottles of fragrance oil and you want to be able to acquire more on there's plenty to choose from in there on the soap makers auction, the candle and soap makers auction. Uh, so feel free to take advantage. Uh, I'm sorry. And you're welcome. Um, but, uh, and again, I will post a comment in the, in the, uh, comment section there for you. Well, uh, if you have any suggestions for topics for the show, please let me know. Uh, you can either message me through the Soper's Chat Facebook group, which I love to, to interact with people on, uh, or you can message me at soperschat at outlook.com. I'm constantly checking my email there. Uh, it's a great thing about having those smarty phones where you can get your email on your smarty phone. Yeah, so I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, take it easy, and until next time, bye! <laughs>